celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. The whole dream team is here at your beck and call. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father Joey Volani. Animal communicator Joey Turner. Pet travel expert Susan Sims. Of course, Lottie the world famous Russian dog wizard. All in place for you right now. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Kick things off with a survey. Judy, I know you like these surveys. City folk say that their dogs and cats are more like children than folks that don't live in the city, that live out in the... Folks that live out, like, let's say, the uh, suburbs or right. in the, uh, way out in country, they look at their animals more as utilitarian. Yeah, they have jobs if they're out on I, farms. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I, I can see that. In the city, they're, they, you know, they're, in, they're in a house, they're in your apartment, whatever it is. They're in your bed. And um, in, a, in a lot of these um, suburbs, even country areas, the dogs um, spend a lot of time outside. They're not in your bed, so there you go. So I, when I say my pet is my child, there may be some country bumpkin that looks at the radio and goes, <laughs> <laughs> what are you, crazy? But uh, that's we're all crazy about our animals around here. Hi, Peggy. How are you? Oh, yes, hello. I'm just fine. Thank you very much. I have animal communicator extraordinaire Joy Turner with us. How can we help you? Well, all my kitties are, you know, they just came to me. And I have this (laughs) one. (laughs) They love me. Funny how that happens. (laughs) I love them. And this one little kitty, um, he's been around, oh, a few months now, and he just won't come. Um, He's finally gone into the garage, though. He's, but all last winter, I mean, he was out. I was worried about him, and my other kitties are kind of, were kind of picking on him, so I would tell them, hey, that's how you got here. You know, you just came here, and don't pick on him, don't pick on him. But he will not come to me, and he needs to be fixed, and he doesn't really look real good. You know, he's all thin, and I can't get him to come to me. Tell me his name. His name is Radar, because <laughs> he knew every time... His name is Radar because every time I would be out to feed him, he'd be on the fence and kind of peeking over, and I just called him, Hey, Radar, come here, Radar, and I just started feeding him. Okay, well, Radar is very willing to talk to you. He says he's just so appreciative. It's almost like he's worshiping the ground that you walk on, and he's just so appreciative to be in your outer circle. He doesn't have to be in your inner circle. That's not mandatory for him. He's just grateful and very appreciative that you would let him be in the outer circle and want him. He just can't believe that you actually want him. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, this going to make me cry. So make a couple of suggestions for you, Peggy, if you'd like. Sure. Okay, first of all, I would start appreciating the fact that he's wonderful enough to come be in your outer circle so that you're kind of returning his energy of appreciation to him from you. You appreciate him as much as he appreciates you. Mm-hmm. And then um, you can tell him that regardless, and I will tell him this for you, regardless of what the other kitties say, you welcome him wherever he wants to be in relationship to you. And it's important to tell him wherever he wants to be in relationship to you because that gives him permission from the one that is kind of in charge of everything there to be wherever he wants to be. Does that make sense? Yes, it certainly does. And the other thing you might do is we can talk to him about the need to be neutered, for instance, and the fact that you think he's a little skinnier than maybe you might think is good for him, so you'd like to be able to have him get collected and get checked out to make sure that he's all well. Exactly. That's what I'm worried about. Okay, so I'm going to ask him, if 
you have a carrier? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, as many as I have. <laughs> I assumed you would. Uh, go ahead and sit a particular carrier out by where he generally is and tell him that this is his for the time being. And I'm going to ask him to get in there for you when he feels safe enough to go and make sure that he's well and get himself checked out. Oh, you know, I never thought of that. Yeah, you know, you can ask them things like that, and they can actually do it. They may not do it right away, but as long as they're aligned with what you're doing, which he certainly seems to be, he's not resistant at all. He's just a little bit leery of the other cats because they keep telling him they don't want him. And so just put that out there for him. Let him get used to it. You could even put some food in there. Now, sure, maybe the other kitties will get in there, too, but that really shouldn't be a big deal for him. Mm-hmm. Peggy, we appreciate your call today. one 405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Okay, let's kick off this segment talking about anal glands, and unfortunately that's something that needs to be taken care of, and not, not the prettiest job. I, you have it's to do a that. pleasant topic for a conversation right before lunch, huh? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, but that, it does need to be done, and I know patients will come to you if it needs to be done, and you'll uh, you'll actually assign the lowest rung intern, I believe, uh, to do that. No, you don't have that right, Hal. I enjoy <laughs> anal glands, and that sounds weird, but I enjoy it. You know why? Because I'm really good at shooting my nearby people. This, with is, the, this uh, is exactly what Joey was, this is exactly what Joey oh, was yeah. saying. Oh, yeah. unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I, I, my staff them. knows if they see me with a glove in the backside of a dog, they run, because I can shoot it across the room at them, and it's it's, uh, you know, it's a talent. A few minutes ago, Joey Volani, groomer extraordinaire, was talking about uh, how he also shoots the anal glands across the room. And uh, what goes on in these doctors' office and these groomers when you're not there is somewhat frightening, I might say. But it's important that you get it done. All the details coming up in just a few minutes. By the way, Dr. Debbie, uh, if you're heading through Las Vegas or you need to see a veterinarian, she has a great practice right off the 15 in Las Vegas. It's the Lone Mountain Animal, Animal, Animal Hospital. Hospital. Always do that, hell. Always. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we'll put the details over at the website. But she's here for you right now, and we go to Vel. Is it Vel? Uh, yes, Vel's here. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Thank you, Doc. How can we help you? Uh, yes, um, I have uh, I have a problem with one, uh, with one of my cats. Uh, I have two cats. One of them is three years old. She uh, 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 we got her three years ago uh, as a little kitty. And approximately in the seven or eight months after that we got another cat uh, well okay. the, the, the other one and uh, since then this, uh, we, when we brought the other cat it, it was a confrontation and still on well, you didn't mention what kind of kitty is male or female is the second one yeah uh, the and second one is a male is a male and this is uh, Sayami but we, uh, we adopt we adopt him in a, uh, one of the pet shops and okay. uh, so Confrontation is still on, but recently, approximately maybe half a year ago, the female cat, her name is Katya, and she started to uh, pee uh, or on on the, uh, my clothes, sometimes uh, in a corner, and it's getting worse and worse. And I realized that there is a possibility maybe she's jealous or something, But and I'll try to pay more attention to her to give her more treats or spend more time with her, like to play with her, but it doesn't get doesn't get better. 
and um, okay. I don't know what to do because sometimes you can't you can't home, home in the evening, and I, I feel smell and I start to looking around and I think and I found out another spot, you know, and okay. usually she marks she marks uh, my clothes or the uh, place I did, like in the office or once she just sneak to the bedroom and she uh, pee on my uh, on my part of the bed. Okay. And so does the male cat have any kind of behavioral problems? Is he doing anything abnormal out of the litter box? Not at all. Not at all. And he's very he's very adorable. He's uh, he's not aggressive like a friend of mine uh, told me that uh, sometimes Siamese are aggressive and uh, they they don't come along uh, didn't get along with with other uh, with other animals, but he's very adorable. He's very friendly. Never okay. had a problem with him and he's yeah. Okay, and then uh, tell me about the cat's environment. Do these kitties go inside, or do they go outside, or are they indoor only? They are only indoor. Okay, and uh, what kind of uh, litter box situation do you have for these kids? Again, li- little. Um, what kind of litter box? How many litter boxes? Uh, what it's style? one big plastic, uh, extra large. Is there a cover on top of it, or is it uh, an open one? Yes, it is. It is cover. It is okay. Yeah, All right. Well, let's. Sorry, uh, I'm sorry if I can interrupt you. Uh, I mentioned the situation in uh, Petco, and they recommend me to uh, to get another box. I, I haven't purchased another box because I, I have a limited space in my place. So I okay. I put I put like a box, just a simple box, and I put a little a little there. She didn't work. And how do the two kitties get along? She's do they good. fight? Are they pretty playful? Do you have problems where they'll hiss at each other? Sometimes we, they play, but this play, uh, this game uh, become aggressive from uh, my female cat. She um, she let him play. She let him play with her for for a short period of time. Then this, then she start to play aggressively. Like she she's basically attacking him. All right. Well, let's get to the bottom of this here, Val. Um, and I'm going to have to agree, first and foremost, with the Petco um, recommendation. When we have two cats in the household and one litter pan, there's always kind of a, a, um, an unconscious, quiet strife, uh, kind of a fight that the cats can have over that resource. And, and that may not be a problem in the average cat household. But if there is a little interpers- inter-cat interpersonal problem, then we're going to see a problem manifested. And very commonly, it'll be in house soiling accidents. So before we go down that whole behavior road, I guess I should back up and say, anytime I have a cat that is urinating out of the litter box, I always, always, always want to get a veterinary examination and at the very minimum get a urine sample. And I know a lot of people say, oh, I know it's behavioral. We don't. And there's such an overlap between medical problems and behavioral problems that in many cases they blur. And um, we just can't confidently say in those situations, oh, it's just a behavioral problem. Don't, don't worry about going to the vet. You don't need to. Um, so that's my first uh, therapy for you is to see the veterinarian and have her urine checked out. We know that there's a lot of possibilities for intercat aggression. So if a cat has a lower urinary tract problem, they can be more aggressive with other cats. If they have arthritis, they have thyroid problems, they may have heightened aggression towards other animals and other behavioral problems in the home. So 
well, let's make sure that kitty is in sound health. So once that is done, and I'm going to hope that's all good, then we're going to work on the resources in the home. And the litter box is the first resource that we've mentioned. We want to add that second box. As painful as it is in your, your household situation, we need to make sure we get another um, litter box. The other recommendation I'm going to have is to take that lid off that litter box and put it away because many cats find that too oppressive to have that over top of them. And especially if we're worried about another cat that's competing for that resource, that can be a problem. So take the lid away, add that second box, make sure it's it's a solid litter box that's not going to shake under their footing. And then we talk about maybe trying different litter substrates, different litter surfaces. Every cat's a little different. Some really enjoy um, the types of the corn cob litters. Others like the clumping litter. So you have to kind of experiment with that a little bit. Now, and then once we get to that point, I'm going to ask you to add some other resources for the kitties. You mentioned you try to give her some extra attention. That's great. But we also need to give her extra hiding spots. And cats are very vertically oriented. So what they like is they don't want to have a flat bed, even with our bed. They want to go high. So we want to make a little kitty condo or even some of the little window seats that cats can look outside of a window. That's how they feel more comfortable and confident in their world. They go vertically higher. Look for opportunities to give her those opportunities in the home, and that's going to give her a little bit more confidence and an ability to get away from the other guy. And then we can work on all these other issues. And then in some cases, we will look at some medication um, for kitties. Um, I don't know that that's going to be the first step for you because there's a lot environmentally that we can really adjust and work with. I've given you a lot of homework, Val. (laughs) I wish you the best of luck with things, and hopefully we can work through your kitty household problems and the house soiling. So my best wishes to you, and give your your kitties a a hug and a kiss for me. Val, I'm going to help you with your resources there. I'd like to send you a bag of world's best cat litter, and if you hold on a second, we'll get you the information for that. By the way, if you don't get through today and you'd like to try out World's Best Cat Litter and get a free bag, head on over to the AnimalRadio.com website and uh, there you hit the World's Best Cat Litter logo or the banner and you'll get your free bag of World's Best Cat Litter and try it. You'll love it like like we love it here. Good clumping whole kernel corn. This is Animal Radio. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest by providing the latest news, information, and products for health, wellness, comfort, and mobility. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need from vitamins and supplements to diapers, boots, and accessories that'll make their senior years more comfortable, all at the lowest prices available. Thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we at Litter Robot are pleased to announce our new spokescat, Cousin Vinny the Cat. Thanks. It's good to be here with you guys talking about this here Litter Robot that automatically cleans up after us cats do our business. And what would you like to say to our audience about the Litter Robot? My owner seems to be saving up lots of cash now that he's not buying so much cat litter. Plus, I don't have to put up with that stinking litter box smell no more. With Litter Robot, I get clean litter every time. Uh, right, Vinny. The Litter Robot saves on litter and eliminates odors. And seriously, the chicks dig it. Okay. Vinny, where can our audience buy a Litter Robot? Well, you got to go online to the Litter Robot website and order one. Then Litter Robot guys don't even charge you for shipping. That's great. People can just order a Litter Robot online at www.litter-robot.com. 
Animal Radio listeners can now save $20. Just enter Animal Radio as the coupon code when checking out. Thank you, Vinny. We look forward to hearing from you again soon. Yeah, anytime, pal. We get lots of food samples here at Animal Radio, so we can be picky about selecting a healthy food. If you're a regular listener, you know Ladybug is one finicky diva. When we got a sample of Stella and Chewy's, the healthy ingredients were there, but would she eat it? I'm here to tell you she ate it as fast as we put it down and begged for more. We feel good about feeding our dog Stella and Chewy's, and we want you to try Stella and Chewy's, too. Visit StellaandChewy's.com or call 888-477-8967. That's 888-477-8977. Hi, this is Iron Chef Cat Cora on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Kimpton Hotels. Are you traveling to Denver? Take your pet along and stay at the Hotel Monaco, where pets are treated like royalty. It's raining cats and dogs. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can't see this, but the copy here, raining is R-E-I-G-N-I-N-G. Raining cats and dogs. Great copywriters there. Hotel Monaco Denver is just about one of over 50 Kimpton hotels that are 100% pet friendly. Find out more about Kimpton Hotel's hospitality program by calling 1-888-Kimpton, K-I-M-P-T-O-N. Hi, Joni. How are you? Hi. How are you? Good. Where are you today? I currently am in Tallahassee, Florida. Oh, I love that. It's so beautiful down there. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just visiting my daughter for the weekend. So, Do you travel with your dog? I do. Does he like to travel? Um... Well, he's only been on two trips, and yeah, he he's he's very good in the car. And I have a little, you know, little hammock for him, and he's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have uh, Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, here, and I understand that you might have a problem that he can help you with. Well, I hope so. Um, I adopted Cody from a, <laughs> what, what, what a shelter. What does it mean? I hope so. You have to say <laughs> I, I know so. so. <laughs> I know so. Okay. Okay. I if I enable, nobody able. Okay. I adopted him from um, a shelter um, about 10 months ago, and he's just turning three. He's a golden and very gentle, sweet dog. But what I've been experiencing the past, I would say, four months is if I am taking him any place, even like to the dog park or if I try to take him someplace where a dog can go and he's on a leash, if he sees other dogs, he all of a sudden is barking, rearing up, growling, and he's okay. really aggressive. Okay. Let's we. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure aggressive or not. It's a, such a common behavior. Sometimes it's a learned aggression. Learned aggression is not true aggression. By the way, um, every day when I'm doing evaluation and aggression, it's one of the one of the two three things which I really specialize. I I, I I look at the dog and I do some testing and I see the dog has a true aggression or a learned aggression. And what I see, 95, 96% of the dogs has a learned aggression. So, you know, I'm pretty sure your dog falls in the same category. Let's just summarize with you, if you don't mind. So what breed you have? What What is the breed? He's a golden retriever. Okay, you got to work really hard on golden to develop any aggressiveness in them. They're Democrats. They should love everyone, think everyone is a good guy, and have a peace with everyone. Okay, so you have a golden male or female? Male. Oh, boy. Why I didn't get female? I always get the female's dog, even though I'm not feminist. Okay, female, golden. How old? Three 
just turned three. And you you claim every time when you see an average dog on the leash, she kind of becoming bitch. Yeah. Okay. Next next question would be if did your dog were uh, did your dog uh, play with an average dogs before? No, he's he's like the sweetest. The minute the minute you let him off the leash, like if we go to the dog park, he's perfect. I mean, he he turns into a completely different dog. So what you're telling me, what you're telling me, you you never experienced any playfulness. You never experienced any good thing when it comes to your dog, when it comes in relationship with another dog. Yes. No. And where did you pick him from? Uh, out of highway, from the shelter, from the breeder? From the shelter. From at what age? He uh, was two, and now he's just turning three. He was two, I'm a little bit bad at hearing you, so it was two and now he's about three o'clock. Could you get a little bit close to the microphone so I could, to the phone so I could hear you better? So that's what, that's what happening for a whole year, yes? Yes. And when you, when you got him, did they tell you about he has a uh, dog aggression? Not at all, no. They, um. What the I, history I, you know about that dog? Well, he was picked up, uh, as a stray. So, to be honest with you, I don't really know much. No, okay. Okay. So, uh, here is what I would like to tell you, and I'm very honest myself as the dog. If I like something, I like. If I don't, I bite. I really, really tell you, give you information, honest information. From okay. from what you From what you told me, okay, I have to tell you, you probably will never be able to get to the point so your dog is going to uh, play with another dog. You can stop by by another dog and they can say hi to each other. All this type of the things, you will never be able to trust your dog. Now, what would be realistic expectation uh, from, uh, from what I heard to have a dog who would pass another dog's by so another person passing you by and your dog will basically no pay attention even if the dog will bark at, at him you will be fine uh, but if somebody will jump on him or approach too close and you know try to sniff his crutches or whatever the dogs have your dog uh -huh. will turn around and snap so there is no way you can stop it but you, your dog would be able to really if nobody touch him he will never touch anyone and how to do this? Uh, in your situation, you probably need to do one or, or two things. Or use head collar by name Halter, or pinch collar, German pinch collar by, uh, with uh, quick release. But I have to warn you, in this particular situation, it's like it's, a, it's, a, it's a better to see it at least one time rather than just me try to describe it hungry times. Because unlike any other behavior problems, Aggression must be resolved, or at least um, you know somebody needs to. The one who is helping you out needs to be, uh, you know, he needs to know what he's doing, and it's not something which you can do yourself. There is not something which you can use uh, different devices on your own. But let's say if I was your trainer, okay. I would come in number one, and I number two. I would perform exorcism. I would I would really would exercise evil out of your dog, 
Hell, you don't need to smile. I, I'm doing it all the time. Every time, every, every, when, when I come in, that's what I do. I'm serious, you know. So I would roll him down and I would, I would use acupuncture points. I would use the searching pressure points and he would be really laid down and would be quiet after that. From that time, I would put the pinch collar on and I would, uh, establish control on the walk. He cannot do two things at the same time. I would make your dog focus on me. Once he's focused on me, he will not be able to be focused on anything else. Okay. If he's focusing on anything else, I would correct him so with a right. pinch collar, German pinch collar with quick release. This is the very important to get Herm Springer, German pinch collar, not any other cheap imitation from your local pet store. And, okay. uh, you know, and after that, when I have this type of the control, I would dealt with the real issues. I would have a dog who passing by at any time, the dog just turned toward that dog. I would sharply correct it with my left hand as I made the canine sound of disapproval. Ah, and I would correct it. And if I do it right, the dog momentarily looks at me because he cannot be focused on two things at the same time. From that time, I tell him, good boy, maybe give him some, you know, treats or Russian kalbasa, whatever comes first. So I would bring two totally opposite approaches in the same time. And if I would not be successful in this position or I would be successful, my client would not be successful, we would move under professional supervision to the next level. I would use halter, col halter color in combination with electronic color and I would synchronize this move but what I'm telling you right now I would never advise you to do on your own because you know it is something something needs to be done under uh, professional supervision check please on your on the internet website International Association of Canine Professionals and and you can locate the balanced dog trainer the dog trainer which will not come to your home with two bag of treats and eventually your dog will learn just how to receive the treats in style. You're going to get the trainers who will resolve the issue. International Association of Canine Professionals, and my best advice is resolve this under supervision. At least try to resolve it under supervision of professional. Okay? one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Well, it is that time again for another Dodge Journey Pet Destination of the Week. Of course, the Dodge Journey has won the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Award with fold-down stain-resistant seats, that chill zone glove box cooler for your drinks. I gotta love that. Yes. Uh, also, multiple storage options with removable, washable liners. It's easy to see why the Dodge Journey is the best car for every member of the family, even those with tails. And uh, we go to Victor. Hey, Victor, how are you? Doing well. I could barely hear you there. Oh, okay. Where are you now? I'm somewhere in Kansas. Where, oh. you, where are you headed? Yeah. I'm headed to Alaska from Alabama. Wow. Wow. That's uh, quite a trek there. So you must see a lot of good places to, to stop and take the dog or the cat or the iguana or the skunk, huh? <laughs> well, the cats don't want to get out of their carrier, but Bama enjoys it. Bama's my black lab. She's about two and a half, and... She's not a very good navigator, but she keeps me company. <laughs> that's what's important. That's right. That's right. She loves anything, anything that's got water. Anything that's got now any any place in particular. We need to zero in on a particular destination point. We we, we have we have a hunting club down in uh, Prattville, Alabama, called Twin 
between the mulberries. There's a little mulberry creek and a big mulberry creek, and she loves the big mulberry creek. We go down there with her football, and she just romps and has a good time. Oh, boy. And I bet when she's done, she's pretty dirty, huh? Oh, she washes off. She wa- she's, she's washing where, huh? She's washing wear. Okay, well, just like your Dodge Dirty there. Hold on for one second. I got all kinds of stuff for your dog there. Uh, twin mulberries, and that's in, you said, in Alabama? In Alabama. It's in Otago County, Alabama. It's twin the mulberries. Okay, hold on for one second. We'll put all these Dodge destinations, by the way, up at the website at animalradio.com. You want to be next week's Dodge Journey Destination of the Week? Give us a call right now, 1-866-405-8405. Here's a fact. 17,000 years ago, the first dog was domesticated from a pack of wolves. Here's another fact. The Dodge Journey is a domesticated crossover, a direct descendant of our muscle cars. The Journey recently won the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Award, an honor decided by humans and dogs. Was it the stain-resistant seating, the in-floor storage bins with removable and washable liners, or is it that dogs relate to this vehicle? Kempton Hotels and Restaurants, the very first full-service hotel to respect and welcome pets. Kempton's hospitality program offers plush pets, designer dining bowls, pet treats, toys, along with services for dog walking and pet sitting. No restrictions for size, weight, or type of animal, as well as zero fees or pet deposits. Come stay at a Kempton Hotel whenever you travel. L.A., San Francisco, San Diego, Chicago, Dallas, and many more. Go to www.kemptonhotels.com for Kempton Hospitality. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter made from whole kernel corn. I'm Lori Roberts for Animal Radio News. The 2011 Guinness Book of World Records is out, and of course, animals aren't being overlooked in so many interesting categories. Like I'm sure you've always wondered, most frisbees caught and held? That would be Edward Watson's dog, Rose. She can catch seven flying discs at one time and hold all of them in her mouth at once. I'm sure you've seen polydactyl kitties, but Ginger, a male tabby, has 28 toes. That is seven per paw, with each toe having its own separate claw pad and bone structure. When Ginger claws that kitty tree, well, that kitty tree quickly becomes a toothpick. Uh, we'll have more Guinness animals in our next Animal Radio newscast. For the third time in four years, a shortage of sea ice has forced walruses onto land in Alaska. U.S. Geological Survey officials say that at least 10,000 of the animals have gathered in a huge clump at Point Lay, Alaska. This year is similar to 2007 to 2009, where this same pattern occurred. The normal grouping is about 500 of the animals, not this 10,000. And the main concern is stampeding because the walruses, while very social, are also very easily spooked, and the risk is greatest to the youngest, as the elders can weigh around a ton. Some scientists predict ice-free summers by 2040, which doesn't bode well for these walruses. Many owners have concerns about putting a collar on their cats. This is why only about 2% of lost cats are returned to their homes. A recent study shows that cats will keep their collars on without injuring themselves. So get that collar on your kitty and microchip them as well. There's now even GPS collars, so maybe you can find out where it is they actually wander, if you're brave enough to want to know. Let's just hope he's not hanging out at the Kit Kat Club. And finally, a big namaste to Santra, a female bear at Finland 
Islands Atari Zoo, who shows off her yoga skills. The very flexible bear shows off her stretching routine to the crowd. No word on if she'll be leading other bears in Pilates classes, but she has asked Richard Simmons to stop trying to get her to wear one of his short, short outfits. Yeesh. For Animal Radio News, I'm Lori Roberts. Get more breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News update brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter with a tip for traveling with your cat. Be sure your cat's identification is firmly attached. Make sure vaccinations are up to date and medications are packed. Don't forget to bring your cat's medical records, particularly if you're crossing state lines. Get more tips at www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. You know our pets can show signs of oral disease by age three. Pets Life is the healthy and natural solution with no brushing required. Visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z.com. Lainey, tell us from the very beginning, what is going on with your cat and what kind of cat you have? Tonkinese. Okay, you have a Tonkinese cat. What's going on? Okay, I took her to the vet for teeth cleaning. And she, you know, was no sign of bad health or bad breath or anything, but I take her in because I want to make sure she doesn't get any uh, gum problems. Anyway, make mm-hmm. a long story short, he said that she had gum disease and he might have to pull out a couple of teeth. And uh, I said, okay. And without my knowing it, he pulled out all her teeth except two. Oh. Mm. And Boy. I was so, <laughs> I was in shock. I couldn't believe it. And she hasn't been the same cat since then. And I think it, you know, I don't know how much you know about Tonkinese, but they're very, very sensitive. And uh, she's just a changed cat, and I, she won't eat anything I give her. She likes, uh, she liked uh, a couple of uh, cans that were gravy uh, and small pieces, but now she won't. Well, they're not being made; they've been discontinued, and I'm really sad okay. about it. But I don't know what to give her. Because the vet also said that she was on the uh, beginning stages of kidney disease. Okay. And that's what I was going to ask you next, is that besides the mouth issues, is there anything else going on uh, that that they have identified as a health concern for her? Well, in the blood test, he said she was um, had signs of kidney disease, but that's all that he told me. Okay. And he said to bring her back in a couple of months, and he would give her another blood test. And meanwhile, I was trying to get some information as to what might be some preventative measures, because he said nothing to me. And okay. I found out that food should be low ash and low protein for uh, for cats that may be on the, on the border of uh, kidney disease. Well, I, I don't know. I can't find anything. The, the one at the vet can uh, of food, she won't eat because it's hard and it's solid. And no matter okay. what I do, she won't eat it. All right. Well, I think we may have a couple things here to address. And the first thing is, you know, it's horrible when I hear a story of, you know, going in for a dental cleaning and coming out with, like, no teeth left. And sometimes as a veteran, I'm sorry? He didn't even let me know that he was that yeah. he was going to do it. He said he may have to take out a couple of teeth, but not her whole mouth. 
Well, and on the veterinary end of things, it, it is honestly very hard in that examination room to lift up the lip and to give an accurate assessment of which teeth and how many are going to have to go because that's just the beginning of the exam. We learn so much more when we get the pet under anesthesia. Now, there are times, and I'll admit in my office, where I may be blindsided until I get into that dental exam and the pet's under anesthesia and I go, holy cow, there is no way this pet has a healthy mouth. We believe they did when we checked them in for that dental. But then we get in there and we probe and we feel for instability. A lot of cats can get what they call root lesions, which are kind of like cavities that eat away at the the surface of the tooth. So a lot of these things can happen under the gum line that we just don't know about. And I'm not excusing removing all the teeth without your knowledge, because I think that's a joint decision and a discussion that I would want to have with um, any pet owner. But I can see many cases where we've had dogs and cats where the teeth need to be removed because they are diseased. So if they needed to be removed, then I think that's probably get past that, and, and that was hopefully a good thing for her medically. But most of the kitties and the dogs, that once they have the bad teeth taken care of, their appetite and their activity and all that should kind of turn around. It's not. It's uh, not the same cat. She's just... Uh sleeps all the time. She doesn't act peppy as she used to. Uh, she's just a changed cat, and I'm really upset about it. Yeah. And as much as it, I know it may seem that, you know, a dental procedure has caused that, I don't want to jump to that conclusion because I, I think there's a lot more that I, I don't know in this story. And knowing that there's some kidney disease for me is a really big red flag because if we have kidney disease, some of the process as that kidney has, as the kidneys have problems, we can see changes in appetite. We can see GI problems. So I would really, want to know more about those kidneys so if those tests were high and the veterinarian said come back in a month and we're not doing well during that month i'd I'd go back sooner and i'd get those values checked again because kidney disease can actually be something that not only affects the kidneys but we can often see problems with the teeth so that would be something that i would definitely address and kind of get on top of that now, I have cats that I've treated that have no teeth in their mouth that have been removed because of inflammatory conditions. And they eat wonderful once those teeth are pulled. They may eat canned food, and they may even eat dry food. So if your kitty is not in that category, I'd really encourage you to not blame the dental, but look past that. And I'd work with your veterinarian to figure out what else is going on. What do, what do we need to do to try to make your kitty comfortable and to make sure we're treating the, the primary problem here? And meanwhile, what do I feed her, doctor? Well, as far as in the canned varieties, if she's not up for the dry, then I would go with canned foods. And a lot of kitties, if our appetite is down, going to the gravy style um, or the minced meat varieties tend to be a little bit more appetizing. Um, some cats like the fish-based uh, foods better, and for me, the smellier, the stinkier they are, when I have a cat that isn't eating well, those might be the ones that I go to. Um, not on a long-term basis, but just if we're trying to get them to eat. But uh, again, I'm going to really encourage you, if her appetite is that poor, I think you need to be really working with your veterinarian and getting her in there to recheck her weight and her physical status, because that would have me concerned. Well, I am concerned, very concerned, but I, 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 can't, I have bought every kind of cat food for her, all, nothing from the grocery store, they're all from, you know, pet places, and et cetera, or health store, and they're all, or, or most of them are organic, but she won't mm-hmm. eat any of them. 
Yeah. You know, again, Lanny, I, I, I would say that appetite is a sign, and it's a subtle sign that can mean a lot of different things in a pet's body. So if the appetite is off, you may try putting a smorgasbord in front of her and keep doing that, and I can encourage you to do that. I don't have a great solution on how to get her to eat that food other than, Find out what is at the root of the problem. Mm. Let's deal with that. Let's work on that. And then the appetite comes around. But there's no magic cure for a poor appetite outside of getting to the bottom of it. Yeah, so, so, so. it's not so much the food. It's like you could put my favorite uh, double bacon western cheeseburger in front of me. But if I'm feeling sick, I don't want to eat it. If there's something else going on, it's just not. it doesn't look appetizing to me. So there, it appears there might be something else going on that you should recheck with your vet there, Lainey. Well, I don't know why this just happened after the teeth cleaning. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was well and happy before he pulled all her teeth out. But I need to find a food that's more on the gravy side, and I can't find any. Okay. Well, there yeah. there may be something. There may be another reason why why she's not eating the food that you put out in front of her, and that's uh, something you need to go to the vet for. Laney, I appreciate your call today from a Royal Grande listening on KBEC one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Did you feed your dog this morning? I mean, she shouldn't be hungry now. There's no reason that she should have seven or eight meals a day. <laughs> so that food, is, she wasn't like this with the other food. I couldn't even get her to eat a meal a day. I was lucky if I could do that. Stella and Chewy's, of course. Uh, we got these samples here a long time ago. Jeez, uh-huh. almost a year ago of Stella and Chewy's. And we get a lot of samples here, so we had the opportunity to you know test it out. Test a lot of food. She loves this stuff. And we knew it was healthy. We, we figured she'd like it maybe for a week or two. Every day. Now she wants... Now she's at my leg right now. I wish you could see this. She's pawing <laughs> at my leg right now for another serving. It's like one of those words. You can't say W-A-L-K around her. You can't say Stella and Chewy's around her because she hears you and she wants it. We'd like to send you a free sample of Stella and Chewy's food for your dog. Head on over to the website at AnimalRadio.com to get your free sample. And now you can buy Stella and Chewy's at AnimalRadio.com for the lowest price on the Internet. Pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Check it out. Stella and Chewy's for your dog. Ladies and gentlemen, we at Litter Robot are pleased to announce our new spokes cat, Cousin Vinny the Cat. Thanks. It's good to be here with you guys talking about this here Litter Robot that automatically cleans up after us cats do our business. And what would you like to say to our audience about the Litter Robot? My owner seems to be saving up lots of cash now that he's not buying so much cat litter. Plus... I don't have to put up with that stinking litter box smell no more. With Litter Robot, I get clean litter every time. Uh, right, Vinny. The Litter Robot saves on litter and eliminates odors. And seriously, the chicks dig it. Okay. Vinny, where can our audience buy a Litter Robot? Well, you gotta go online to the Litter Robot website and order one. Then Litter Robot guys don't even charge you for shipping. That's great. People can just order a Litter Robot online at www.litter-robot.com. Animal Radio listeners can now save $20. Just enter Animal Radio as the coupon code when checking out. Thank you, Vinny. We look forward to hearing from you again soon. Yeah, anytime, pal. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. When Animal Radio picked America's top vet, they wanted to make sure that your animal's health came first. 
That's why they picked the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic. Treating animals for over 50 years with the latest diagnostic tools in their full-service hospital, the Paso Robles Veterinary Medical Clinic always puts your pets first. Call 805-238-4622 or visit them at PasoVets.com. That's Paso, P-A-S-O, Vets.com to get the best care for your pet. You're listening to Animal Radio. Welcome to our airwaves, Native Remedies, top dog at Native Remedies, George Lentz joining us. Hi, George, how are you? I'm fine, and you? Very good. Where are we calling you today? Um, I'm actually in Delray Beach, Florida. Sounds sunny and beautiful. It is. It's absolutely gorgeous weather all year round. Tell us a little bit about Native Remedies. What is Native Remedies? Well, Native Remedies is uh, the leading online brand for herbal and homeopathic products. Mm. Uh, we have a, a very broad range for both people. And on our website at PetAlive.com, over 70 herbal and homeopathic products for pets. Wow, wow, that's a lot. Now, what kind of products are we looking at here? PetAlive's range uh, really has a broad uh, set of products from general health products for immune and liver to joint support, kidney and liver support, to grooming-type products for ears and coats and, uh, you know, things for calming and travel, but also some very specific products that can help uh, uh, alleviate uh, common conditions. Um, Let's say my vet says, okay, your cat has a urinary infection. She wants to put uh, her on some kind of big medicine, but you'd rather treat with the homeopathic approach. Is it safe for me to take the homeopathic remedy that you have under the Pet Alive name? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, um, all of our products are researched by a team of experts in homeopathy, uh, naturopathy, um, they're all manufactured in FDA-registered facilities. Our homeopathic products are all registered with the FDA. Uh, we have an extremely high degree of efficacy, and our manu- manufacturing processes are second to none. But the beauty of, of the homeopathic products is that they can play a key role. In, you, you brought up a, a specific one, such as urinary tract infections. The typical medical approach is to prescribe an antibiotic. Yeah. And just as with people, we tend to over-prescribe and overuse antibiotics, and yeah. we, we develop a tolerance to them. Mm-hmm. And so the common thing that happens is people keep coming to us and saying, my cat or my dog keeps getting these UTIs. Our homeopathic product, uh, UTI-free, um, really treats within two to three days all of the symptoms of urinary tract infection. We recommend to our customers keep them on a maintenance dose for two to three weeks. And in general, there's very little recurrence. And if it does recur, you know, do the same thing again. You tend not to develop a tolerance to a homeopathic product. I get calls about this all the time, joint pain, uh, arthritic, uh, older animals, just not as mobile as they used to be. Absolutely. You know, it's funny, I was listening to one of your podcasts from a, a prior caller, a caller called in and asked about an, an elderly pet. And I think, Judy, you were talking about products that don't only have glucosamine. If you look at Pet Alive Muscle and Joint Support, it has seven ingredients. And that's, this is what's unique about our approach, is that we, we tend not to be single herb solutions. We look at the entire spectrum of what is causing the problem. So if you look mm-hmm. at Pet Alive Muscle and Joint Support, it includes Devil's Claw, which is uh, an African native plant, which is fantastic for um, cartilage, muscle, and joint health. It has spirulina. Uh, it has uh, calc floor, uh, nat phosphate, nat sulfate. It has lecithin. 
Mm. And it has glucosamine sulfate, which, by the way, is typically a better way to take glucosamine than as glucosamine hydrochloride, which is commonly what most uh, products have. www.nativeremedies.com. And, of course, anything you heard on today's show, if you missed the web URL, you can head on over to animalradio.com. We have it over there. The line is called Pet Alive. George, thanks so much for joining us today. You're most welcome. I, I enjoy being on with you. This is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animal. Spay or neuter. Let me say that again. You don't want to do both. Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. Oh, God bless. I'm going to try it one more time. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. I love it. You do so good early in the morning. I, my <laughs> I'm so caffeinated right now, can I tell you? I'm barely holding it together. Uh, you're awesome. Did you know that 80% of dogs and 70% of cats show signs of oral disease by age 3? Now there's a healthy and natural solution. Pets Life Oral Care is an all-natural blend of extracts and oils that provide a safe solution and no brushing is required. Perfect for senior pets. Pets Life Oral Care products are available in over 10,000 stores, including PetSmart. Call 888-453-4682. That's 888-453-4682. Or visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z dot we're going behind the scenes with the office's Jenna Fisher. And so I always say, I say, I'm an adult human and I have to protect my food from my, my pet cat. While I'm eating, I have to like guard my plate because I've taught him very bad manners. He's allowed to walk on the table during dinner, ah. which when I have dinner parties then... You know, I have to put him back in the bedroom because, or if he jumps on the table, I act like it's the first time he's done that. Ah. I'll go, oh my goodness, I don't know why he's doing that. Oh my, I'm so sorry. This is Animal Radio, baby. Are you telling me that anyone within the sound of my voice can get a free bag of by nature dog food or cat food? I won't get in trouble for this. Okay. It's a, it's a brand new cat food, by the way. Actually, it's been around under a different name and it's good stuff. It's, uh, keeps your pet feeling young with a powerful mix of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. And it promotes a strong immune system. It's called By Nature and the first bag is on us. You hear my voice right now? I'll give you a free bag. Head on over to the website at animalradio.com and click on the By Nature logo or banner and you get your free bag of By Nature cat food and dog food. They have some great formulas. They have those novel proteins. You're always talking about that. You got it, yeah. That includes, uh, well, here we've got duck and sweet pea. Duck's a pretty novel protein, isn't it? It is, yeah. I use that a lot for pets with food allergy. There's also an ocean fish and yogurt flavor and a pork and sweet potato flavor for your dogs. And for your cats, they have a weight control formula for your fat cat. <laughs> Why'd you look at me when you said that? <laughs> he was kind of being sinister, yeah, wasn't I mean, he? You caught that, right? Yeah, we caught uh-huh. Also, the seven seafood platter and the grain-free chicken and potato formula. It's by nature. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. We are just moments away from Sir Joey Volani. You don't actually have to call him Joey, Sir Joey. You actually call him Dog Father if you want to. I think I think it's your preferred his, salutation. That's his proper title. Dog Father, Sir, Mister, whatever you want to call me. You know. What do you got hey, coming Joey. up in your tip later? You know, I'm I'm going for a real crappy deal today. I'm going to tell you right now because <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about something that's very important that somebody just brought up. This woman Kelly Mealy was talking about her dog's anal glands and the problems oh. that they've had, and something that not you're not going to want to do at home, but you're going to want to know about so you can talk to your groomer or veterinarian. About oh it. yeah. So, we're going to the rectum today, people. Oh, like we're taking it to the lowest common denominator, anal glands today with Joey Volani in just a few minutes. Let's uh, hit the phones with Joey Turner right now, animal communicator extraordinaire, and I believe we have Janet on the phone. Hi, Janet. Hi. How are you? 
I'm good. Where are you today? I'm in uh, Toledo, Ohio. Okay, okay. Never heard of that before. I've got animal communicator Joy Turner here. Hopefully she can help you out. Okay, great. Hi. Well, I have, um, we have two dogs, uh, Minnie and Murphy, that are brother and sister. And um, they're about, uh, just turn, both of them turn three. And I was wondering about Minnie. Um, we had gotten Murphy first. And then about, I don't know, like maybe six months after that, our niece had gotten Minnie, and we ended up, uh, she asked us if if we could take the dog, and so we did. And she's really good in the morning about going outside, doing her business, but then the rest of the day, it's like she's hit and miss and um, goes a lot in our, our living room on the carpeting, and I was just wondering if she's, like, doing this on purpose, I mean, if she's unhappy if she's, you know, frustrated about, you know, being second dog. <laughs> okay. And Minnie tells me, no, she's not frustrated about being second dog. She doesn't understand why you said your niece, correct? The other young woman? Right. She doesn't understand why she gave her up, why she wasn't okay. Um, and she thinks the potty training was pretty much how she was trained. So I don't know if your niece didn't pay enough attention when she was potty training her to get her to know she's supposed to go outside all the time. But when uh, I asked her when she's supposed to go out, she only shows me morning. She doesn't show me any other time as having to go out then. Okay. Well, see, yes. Um, well, my niece my niece basically um, got rid of her because uh, they had just had a baby, and she just felt like... Um, she wasn't able to spend pay much as much attention, and she thought that she was like, you know, going in the house because she wasn't getting enough attention paid. Um, she had has another dog, a little dog, and they would let him out in the mornings, and um, you know, work, and then um, let them out, you know, as soon as they got home from work. Uh-huh. So, but um, see, our dog, um, we used puppy pads. And so in the house, our other dog, if, you know, um, if he doesn't go outside, he'll still use the puppy pads. Whereas, see, I know that she wasn't trained using the puppy pads. Yes, she doesn't understand about those. So what you could do to help her is Mm -hmm. begin training all over again. So you would have to take her out if you wanted to go out, or you could show her the, the puppy pads. We can also ask Murphy to talk to her about using the puppy pads if she's inside, which he tells me he can do that. Um, But you'll have to basically start your training all over again. And one of the things I would do for her when she's in the house, if you're gone, is put her in a space where the puppy pads are kind of exactly like you would a baby puppy. Oh, okay. To train him to use those pads or to go outside. Okay, great. I hope that helps you, Janet. Let, let us know if you need a follow-up call with uh, any one of the team here. You know, it's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Coming up next hour, a pretty cool guest. We, we always have cool guests. This guy's an author, Jim Garand, and he's been following up what's been happening with the Michael Vick Pitbull dogs, the dog fighting. Where are they now? How many have been rescued? How many had to be put down? Some real warm, inspirational stories coming up. Turns out this Michael Vick thing might have actually been a good thing after all. That's all on the way next hour here on Animal Radio.
This is Animal Radio Network. Are Swiffers and Febreze dangerous to your pet? There was a big rumor going on around about the Febreze stuff. We'll tell you if that rumor is true or not. Coming up in just a few minutes with Lori Roberts. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Uh, which one are we going to, Brian? Hey, Brian. Hi. How are you today? Oh, doing great. Where are you? Um, we are uh, in Idaho, a couple of miles south of Rexburg at uh, Bear World. Bear we're World? To, yeah, we're on a road trip from uh, Monterey, California um, to Yellowstone and Mount Rushmore. Oh, wow. And... Uh, yeah, we saw some billboards, and uh, it's a nice little drive-through animal park. Wow, that's cool. I'll have to check that out sometime. Of course, you're coming from Monterey, which is also just a, a great place for sea life, especially. Beautiful place. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, we were just actually, um, it was really hot last week, which is abnormal, but it was in like the 80s, and uh, around 5.30, we went down to the beach um, and actually went swimming in the water, and some dolphins came up not 30 yards from us. Oh, wow. Incredible. How exciting. you got to love that. Well, I have animal communicator Joy Turner here. Hopefully, she can help you. Hi, Brian. Hi, Joy. What can I do for you? Um, so I'm calling about one of our three cats. His name is Opie, and he sometimes seems to be very preoccupied with something on the walls or the ceiling in our apartment. Um it's it's um, it hasn't been as much lately for the past couple of months, but for a long time it just seemed like he was really interacting with something, and so I just wanted to see, you know, if you might be able to share uh, if there's something there. Opie says to tell you hello, and hold on one. Can you can you wait one moment? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. Opie says to tell you hello, and he says, "Do you know that we have things crawling on our walls?" Like things like insects or... No, they would be more like little spirit things. Wow. That come in and crawl on the walls. And he says to tell you that they're very friendly, so he's not afraid of them. Awesome. They're little... um, He wants to call them little creatures, so I'm asking him, does that mean they're like a cat or a dog or something like that? And he says, no. It's more like um, what he would think we would consider little fantasy spirits. Oh. Does someone in your family either believe in magical things or things like unicorns and fairies and that kind of thing? Um, not necessarily quite that far. We're very open to a lot of things, you know, but that's not something that, you know, anyone in our circle that, you know, really is into. Okay. Well, he tells me, of course, it's not a unicorn because they would be way too heavy to climb on the wall. <laughs> but it is things like little fairies and those kinds of little things that are what we might consider more fantasy type of energies. Right. Uh, and he says they don't come to visit as much recently. Yeah, that's that you know, it has it has been been less. So that's good to know what, what that is. Um also if, if we have time, he um I don't know how to say it not uh he he regurgitates his food a lot of times and we want to know if there's anything we can help him with, with on that. Um, he's he's very aggressive sometimes when when he eats and he thinks he just kind of um, overdoes it a little bit. But if there's anything he can tell us that we can help him with on that, okay. So I'm going to ask him what he feels like. So he'll show me what he feels like when he eats. It is. It's he just inhales it almost the food. Yeah. So I would suggest something like homeopathy. You could call a homeopath and explain to them about how he's basically inhaling his food, and then sometimes that just 
hits his stomach like a big lump. Yeah. And then it doesn't feel good in there anymore, and his stomach wants to just throw it up. It's kind of like his belly hits a certain size when there's nothing in there, and then when he puts this whole big bunch of food in there, it doesn't expand fast enough to make his stomach right. feel good having it in there. So if you talk to a homeopath about how he's eating and that's why he throws up, they might actually have a homeopathic remedy that can help him kind of let go of that need, that feeling that he has of almost like glomming onto the food because he might not ever get any again. Okay. Hope that helps you, Brian. Hope we- that, help, uh, that helps a whole bunch, yes. Good. Wish I was there. <laughs> yeah, we're having a great time. We just had some uh, free-roaming bison. Well, say hello to the bison for us. And uh, have a safe trip. We appreciate your call at 1-866-405-8405. Now I want to go on a road trip. It sounds like fun, doesn't it? You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Uh, Dr. Debbie's answering our questions at one 405 Hi, who's this? Peter. Hey, Peter, how you doing? I'm doing great, actually. Are you? What's going on yeah. in your world? It says up here on the screen, trout. That's all it says. Uh, ah, yes. What's going right. on? Okay, I was I catch a radio show yesterday, and I was actually driving from Phoenix, Arizona to Redmond, Washington. Mm-hmm. And um, I have some trout. Yeah. Uh, now these are these are pet trout. Yeah. Well, yeah, they've been pets now for the last two years. Pets. Hmm. Trout. How, how do you get trout as pets? <laughs> okay. Uh, I, w- I went out camping with my family one day uh, in Arizona, up in the mountains, and uh, we were out there messing around, and somebody forgot to uh, put the roast beef and turkey in the cooler, so it went bad the next day. So we threw it in the river for the fish to eat. Uh-huh. The fish went crazy and went nuts over it, and so we were messing around, and I got in the water, and I was letting the food go down by my legs. It was down by my legs, the fish all swam around, and some of them swam in, swam in my shorts. Oh, you got to be careful about that. So we, we cl- I closed off my shorts and uh, scooped them up and took them home. So I have about eight trout at home in a tank. Who are they? So I had like uh, five browns and three rainbows. How big were they? Probably six to eight inches now. The biggest one is eight inches. And how long have you had them? For two years so far. Two years. I don't know what the life expense is. Now, Dr. Debbie, you see a lot of strange animals because you are in Las Vegas. Of course, you have uh, all the shows there with their animals. Do you know anybody that's had trout as a pet? I do not know anybody who's kept trout as pets, although my husband is an avid fisherman, and he loves bass. So we have had this conversation extensively about keeping bass as pets and setting up a 100-gallon tank and meeting their needs and making sure we fed them appropriately. So this is actually something that isn't too foreign for me, although I don't think I've really had any clients with pet trout yet so this would be the first <laughs> well, how, how long would they live do you have any idea how, how long well, according to fish hatchery they said that um they're in spawning and eating range in two years so they could they're supposed to be spawning but i think they're too small for it and what kind of environment do you keep these guys in well i had them in a hundred gallon tank at the house and basically what i did is i i made this I, I had this invention that I that I built it's called a fish tank vacuum 
It basically looks like a uh, an, an egg that you have fine pantyhose in, you know, leg pantyhose eggs. Uh-huh. Okay, And yeah. it floats around the tank and it cleans up all the gunk because trout are dirtier than goldfish. Oh, wow. oh yeah, so they are filthy. Cleans it out. Yeah, it totally cleans it all out. And I don't use charcoal filters. I just have uh, quartz rocks, a redwood log in there, sand, and water. And I you know, and I feed them palm, uh, pond food, uh, some roast beef and turkey because they like it. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes I give them um, fruit roll-ups. Wow. Well, that oh, yeah. balances their I, I diet. I think a lot of experimenting. Uh, trout love fruit roll-ups. You want to go fishing, take a little piece of fruit roll-up on a, on a hook, they'll snag that in a heartbeat. Oh. oh, my goodness. It's uh, much more so, humane bait. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you, know, you, you can eat it and they get to eat it. Now, and that would be the question I have. These are pets. You don't have any anticipation of them becoming anything Food? grilled no. anytime soon. No, 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 no. These are just pets. But my biggest concern is that, I, you know, I just moved here last night from uh, uh, Arizona to Redmond, Washington, and um, I brought them over in my car in a, um, in a styrofoam um, uh, cooler. So, okay. uh, so I, I had a, a, an air pump in there, so I had air constantly being pumped in as I'm driving on the road. And Good. So they had the air, they had the water, they had their food. Everything's cool with that. I'm just worried about when I take them out in this type of environment. Exactly. Well, it sounds like you had a lot of the important things, the aeration during travel, which is, is yeah. definitely very important. It's, and I'm, I'm assuming you kept... Not, they are not in shock at all. Good. And when you transported them, I'm assuming you used the existing tank water uh, when you were no, transporting I just, them. Um, I, I took, I took their, their tank water. Correct. Yeah, that's why I want to make sure because that's really oh, yeah. important is to use what's in their immediate environment. Um, it's kind of hard to, to transport. Fill about a gallon of it of normal normal water because a gallon of it splashed out on some turns. Oh, I'd imagine. <laughs> so the the hard part is going to be to make sure that you when you set up your tank in that new environment is that you try to mimic as much as you can to what was existing in the old environment. Um, so some of that would be, you know, this is an indoor tank, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay, so the indoor environment, the basic temperature zone that you have in the home is kind of what we're shooting for. And assuming that you moved most of the equipment, um, then you should be hopefully able to mimic that. Did you move the the heating source and all of that type? The water, the water and the fish. That's all you got? Yeah, okay. because I, I figured when I got here, I can get, in a, get a new tank or whatever. Okay, yeah. And the big thing is when you definitely switch over and you add water in there, just like with anyone who does keeps aquariums, you need to make sure to let the water sit out for a good 24 or 48 hours or uh-huh. to use the dechlorinators um, before you actually no. put, the, no, no put the fish in there. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. Good for us to drink, but not good for our uh, fish to uh, drink in the tank. So that would be one of the most important things that I'd make sure. And then to make sure that you're also using things. Don't bring in anything from the wild environments as of yet. You need them to get acclimated to the tank. Don't bring in any kind of uh, uh, river rocks or any logs from the nearby ponds and things. We want to get them acclimated to your new tank first. Um, And because those things can bring in sources of uh, bacteria, parasites, things like that. So you want to kind of um, just try to get them steady and settled in into the new home. Okay. All right. So just basically get the wa- use the water here and their tank water to get the the water set first, and then have the fish get acclimated to that. And then when that happens, then introduce the the other rocks and and logs and sand. Right. 
Yeah. Now, and then, have you had um, aquarium fish when you were younger? Oh, yeah. I've, I've had fish all my life, but these do not act like aquarium fish at all. They're, for one, they're hardier, and two, they're very, very particular. Like, I, I actually had to use sand. Uh, I went down I went down to the hardware store and bought sand and had to use sand for the river bottom. Uh, that's why I couldn't use um, a normal fil- uh, filter. I had to take the, the had to take the charcoal the charcoal filters out because the charcoal filters is making the water too clean. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's good. Then if you're getting sand from a, a, a source like that, that's a clean source, and, and you're not picking it up somewhere um, from oh, the okay. environment. That's yeah. the kind of things. Okay. Very important. But now I, I should still add that after the fish get acclimated, the water appears. No, that you'll want to have set. Um, I was just uh, referring to any kind of structure, anything like that that you put in there. Um, the biggest thing is I'd say get them acclimated to the water, get them acclimated to the tank, and a substrate within there, and get your um, get your aeration going, get your circulation going. Um, and okay. don't be too surprised if they're going to act a little freaky and um, as we get settled in. Um, now, a what lot about of times, the, the altitude and all? 2,000 feet, I couldn't imagine, would be too much of a change. Whereas if you're going up to a higher, like a more mountainous, type environment so i honestly don't know that but um the big thing i'd be watching for them is to see if you know they're hanging around at the surface a lot um any abnormal breathing patterns if they're doing any kind of gasping but for something like that that's going to be really hard to try to acclimate them um, to an altitude change that's going to be making sure everything else is as stable as you can um and make their world as quiet as possible as you're getting them acclimated fun stuff there peter thanks for sharing it with us well, thank you very much. 1-866-405-8405 for Dr. Debbie right now. This is Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Herb Springer's Quick Release Dog Training Collar. Very humane, very gentle. Find a store near you at AnimalRadio.com. Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor, and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your natural balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just a winning combination. It is. Just like Russell to Lopes to Garvey. (laughs) Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. If you love your pets like I love mine, try natural balance. When it comes to controlling cat box odor, there's no such thing as good enough. Buy the best or smell the rest. In other words, get World's Best Cat Litter with patented formulas made from whole kernel corn. World's Best Cat Litter is 100% natural and scientifically proven to deliver unsurpassed odor control, compact clumping, and longer-lasting use. See what a difference just one bag makes. And for a limited time, save big when you buy. To download a coupon, go to worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. 
Let's face it, life happens from spills to pet stains. One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains, eliminating the need for other cleaning products. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, one shot and it's gone. Safe for the environment, your pets and your family. Call 1-866-734-1120 and mention Animal Radio. That's 1-866-734-1120 or go to oneshotplus.com to get yours now. This is Animal Radio, baby. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Doctor Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father Joey Volani with your grooming questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner and Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, all at your beck and call and toll-free. And we'll go back to the phones in just a couple of minutes here. Right now, I want to reflect back. We've been doing that the last few shows. I want to look back to a time, mm, seems like a couple of years ago, when mm-hmm. Michael Vick made the headlines and, oh, yes. you know, over dog fighting. I want to see what's really happened since then. And there's a brand new book out called The Lost Dogs, and we have the author on. Jim Garant. Jim, Jim, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing? Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. So what what has happened to the dogs that we fell in love with when we saw them getting rescued? Actually, at that time, we really didn't fall in love with them because they were pretty vicious, but many of them have been tamed. Is that correct? Well, um, uh, sort of yes and no. I mean, uh, the, uh, a lot of different things have happened to a lot of dogs. I mean, there were, there were 51 dogs or 51 pit bulls they took off the property mm-hmm. um, initially. And uh, those dogs went into government custody, and, and they lingered there for quite some time, and the assumption being that they would all be euthanized mm. uh, when, the, when the trial was done. Um, but there was uh, you know, a lot of public outcry to do something other than that, and there was a very open-minded prosecutor involved. And uh, a lot of people worked real hard, and, and they gave them a chance. And, and one of the real interesting things that came out of this case in general, uh, you know, for fighting dogs, for pit bulls, and really for all dogs, was was that you know you can't look at them as a group you know that was the, that was sort of the approach it's always been like fighting dogs bad kill you know mm-hmm. and and the idea here was you know what there's 50 dogs maybe there's five good ones you know maybe there's 10 good ones let's go in you, you can't just say yes or no to all of them let's go in the ASPCA put together a team of experts they went in and they evaluated each dog individually a battery of like 10 sort of temperament tests that they did with each dog, and then they, they sort of put them into four different classifications um, based on what they thought the potentials for those dogs were. And then they, they set about trying to find, um, you know, places to place them. Um, you know, there were, there were two dogs that died while they were in government custody. So, mm. so 49 were evaluated. Mm-hmm. Out of those 49, there were two that needed to put, be put down immediately, one because it was injured, one because it had just sort of lost it mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, so those two were put down. So then they had 47 dogs from that point, and and uh, you know all those dogs made it. You know all those really? dogs, wow. all those dogs were placed. And um, when you say placed, they found homes. Well, it, you know it's a variety of things. Like I said, they, they put them into four groups. You know, some of them were uh, classified as as um, sanctuary dogs, which meant they needed a certain level of professional care. Um, and then there was a, another level of that sanctuary two dogs, which which needed that same level of professional care, but probably would need it for life. There were foster dogs, dogs that they thought were eligible to go into a foster home with sort of qualified, you know, pet owners or, or pet trainers, people who had walked with, worked with dogs before. And then there were law dogs. Mm. Um, really? So they, they started out with about, there were two law dogs at the beginning, and um, about 25 
sanctuary dogs, and and uh, the rest were sort of foster dogs, and and um, you know a lot of those dogs in that sanctuary category, you know, in another situation may not have made it, you know, but there there was a special circumstance here. There was a chance to really with a, with the high profile to do some good. There was money because Vic was ordered by the court to pay almost a million dollars in restitution that went towards the care of the dogs. That's so great. Yep, and um, and there was best friends. Best friends stepped forward, and it's a you know I don't know if you know best friends, but it's a huge sanctuary in Utah. They have thirty three thousand acres at their disposal, and they save everything from ducks to retired thoroughbreds to to whatever. It's a no kill sanctuary, and and they uh, they stepped up and took twenty two of the dogs and twenty two of the sort of harder cases and. And, um, you know, so from there, the foster dogs went into foster homes. There was a minimum period of six-month evaluation and sort of training period that they went through, and then they they could be looked at again. And most of those dogs have now been adopted into homes, actual homes with families. And uh, five of the dogs from Best Friends have been sort of rehabilitated to the point where they've been adopted into homes. Hmm. And so there's a a lot of happy endings. Tell us about Leo. Leo is yeah he's he's probably the ultimate success story. Leo went to uh, a small rescue called Our Pack out in uh, California, and um, you know showed a lot of the signs uh, many other dogs did. They just just a lot of fear issues and, and insecurity. These dogs were you know and also completely unsocialized. You know, had never lived in a house. They didn't know how to go upstairs. Real basic stuff that these dogs just didn't had never seen or experienced before. And and then also, you know, most of them had been in the in the shelters then for six to nine months. So wow. there's a lot of kennel stress um, that all of them were dealing with. So like all of them, Leo had a lot of those issues. He went into a house with a woman named Martina McClay, who had three other pit bulls. And between her and and she gives a lot of credit to working with the other dogs. She feels like you know, not only do dogs model off other dogs, but then the existing pack sort of helps shape the new entry to the pack. You know, it, uh-huh. it sort of sets a tone, and, and when it does inappropriate things, they they sort of, you know, teach it that that's not how you, we do it here. And <laughs> and so between herself uh-huh. and the other dogs, Leo came around incredibly quickly. And I, I forget the exact date now, but I think three months after he got into her home, uh-huh. he was a certified therapy dog. And, and uh, to this day, you know, he's passed his canine good citizen test and, and all those sorts of things, and he does therapy work, goes to schools and nursing homes, and, and he's just That's super. He's a, he's a rock star, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I look back at this, and I've had, a, you know, I guess, a couple of years to look back at, back at it kind of with a fresh, objective view. I see a silver lining, and the, the silver lining is that dog fighting had been going on many, many, many years before it was really brought to the forefront by the Michael Vick case. And I sort of am thankful that it was brought forward so that people know about it and it's enforced better now. Do you see that silver lining I see? Uh, yeah, it, it's ironic to say, but but in a weird way, Michael Vick is the best thing that ever happened to you know fighting dogs and pit bulls. You know, because if not for his notoriety, you know, much of this would have just kept going on in the underground and and you know undiscovered and unthought about and unpursued. Um, you know, a book like the one I wrote wouldn't exist. And, you know, not only that, but, but I think this case, one of the, one of the other sort of real term point things about this case is that it, it proved to law enforcement that these were good cases. You know, not only because you could get a conviction, um, when you, when you busted a dogfight, you will invariably bust people who are guilty of other crimes. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, drug trafficking, gun trafficking, you know. So it's, it's a way to get to other types of crime through something else. And, uh, and they're also very popular. You know, the public, loves it, the public response to it. So when you're in law enforcement and you look at those, those are the kind of things you look at. What, what, what cases are we going to pursue? There's a ton of cases out there. Suddenly pursuing dogfighting cases, 
you know, has some has some credibility to it, and it gives them more emphasis to do that, and and it increases the uh, the amount and what's put into those types of uh, cases. The book is called The Lost Dogs: Michael Vick's Dogs and Their Tale of Rescue and Redemption. The author joining us, Jim Garant. You can get it on the Gotham label. Head on over to your bookstore if they don't have them. Ask to order. It's it's going to be a bestseller here. You can get it at Amazon, Borders, Barnes & Noble. I have 10 copies to give away right now at one 405 8405 The Lost Dogs. Check it out and follow follow up and see what's happened since the Michael Vick story a couple of years ago. You did a good job, Jim. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by PetAlive.com, the leading brand of proven, safe, natural remedies for pets. Shop with confidence as all products are formulated by experts and backed by a one-year money-back guarantee. Visit PetAlive.com today to view our complete line of herbal and homeopathic remedies. one 405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions. Dog father, Joey Valani. Animal communicator, Joey Turner. Susan Sims, Judy screening your calls. I'm Hal Abrams. Uh, Joey said that he needs to find some good Italian restaurants. Yeah, There's nothing here on the, the West Coast now. No, that he lives here. he's jonesing for some good, good Italian, not just any Italian. So if you live in the Central California area, he needs. Uh, we need to find those yeah, by tonight. <laughs> He can get good sushi, but he may not find good Italian. <laughs> hey, Italian sushi. We'll tell him it's Italian. I I, I don't want to mess up with him. Let me tell you right now. he's a big beat me up. We get a lot of calls here. Uh, most common questions are about, like, my cat throwing up or my dog with separation anxiety. Pro- probably tops the list. But also the third question down, what I'd say is pet insurance. Is pet insurance worth it? And Uh, I used used to believe that, you know, you take a little money, sock it aside, and it gains interest, and if you need it, you pull it out. If you don't need it, you think you're lucky stars, and you have a little money with interest. But you got to be disciplined. you got to be disciplined with that, and then if it becomes catastrophic and you don't have the money, it could be uh, tough stuff. Yeah, you got to be lucky. That's what it is. (laughs) Do you find that uh, pet insurance is good? You know, I do. And, and actually, I am a firm believer in pet insurance in the major medical kind of scene of things. Um, I'm not really sold on the whole wellness for the everyday little things, but boy. And, you know, I, I actually just spoke on this to an actual one of the major national conferences for veterinarians that came to Las Vegas. And I was just a little old practitioner, but I shared some case studies of uh, dogs and cats that, you know, did work and how it didn't work in some situations. And, um, you know, it's really interesting. A lot of vets don't know as much about pet insurance as uh, us lay people or other lay people would like to believe. Well, what is it we hmm. don't know? Well, the big thing is that um, pre-existing conditions, they uh. happen. They happen in the human medical world and they happen in the animal world. So if you're getting insurance, you can't go into it thinking you're going to get insurance uh. for that problem you had two months ago. Uh. It really is for future catastrophic illness and so forth that's really the big one and then just you know it, it can pay off but the, it's good if it doesn't pay off that means your pet's healthy Do you find and, that uh, more and more people are don't have that dilemma of whether or not they have to euthanize their animal oh i mean no that's still a, i mean still a huge problem but that's one of the the uh, positives with pet insurance is that you can still 
hopefully afford some of these different levels of care. And, you know, if you can still treat your pet or even see a specialist and be afforded a high level of care, you know, insurance can help share that. Um, so it really can be a, a benefit in those situations and, and make euthanasia not a treatment option, but, you know, something that we just really don't have to turn to as much. So I, I really believe in it. And it can help so many situations for, you know, pets that are in a, in a bad state. You say it doesn't cover pre-existing conditions. What about predisposed genetic conditions? Oh, yes. Well, it will depend on the policy, but both of those, uh, both a congenital problem or um, breed-related problems, those in many cases are not going to be covered. And, you know, it's just insurance still has to stay afloat. So there are some different companies where they may not have the same restrictions. So if that's important to you, you may find an insurance product that, you know, doesn't have those exclusions. But um, otherwise, yeah, I, I had a lady who bought insurance, thought she was getting one thing, and it was completely not the fit for what she was expecting. So you just want to ask a lot of questions. Due diligence is what they call that. Do your due diligence. Find out uh, everything about what you're buying. So you think it's a good thing, just make sure you research it, know what uh, your limitations are, your pre-existing conditions. And, of course, you can find more information online over at animalradio.com. Just type in pet insurance into the search engine. 1-866-405-8405 one 405 to talk to Dr. Debbie or dog father Joey Volani or animal communicator Joey Turner, Susan, Judy, or moi. We're all here for you. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, I'm Victoria Jackson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter made from whole kernel corn. I'm Lori Roberts for Animal Radio News. The 2011 Guinness Book of World Records is out, and animals are included in a big way. The longest tongue on the dog? Well, that would be Puggy the Pekingese from Texas. This little dog, a pound for pound, has the longest tongue at four and a half inches long. (laughs) But Tubby, yeah, boy, she's very popular. And then there's the world's longest rabbit. I mean, what happens? You bring a rabbit home, and one day you look and go, dang, that's one long rabbit. (laughs) Anyway, Darius has had his 15 minutes of fame on the Today Show as this Flemish giant rabbit checks in at four feet three inches long. Suddenly I hear the Monty Python group and Holy Grail, Killer Rabbit, run away, run away! (laughs) And I am sure you have laid awake nights wondering, what could possibly be the fastest speed on a skateboarding by a dog? Mm. Well, the celebrity skateboarding, bodyboarding, surfing bulldog from California, Tillman, has that honor. At the X Games 15 in, where else? Los Angeles, he cruised his way across a 328-foot track in just under 20 seconds. Go, Tillman, go, Tillman, go, Tillman, go. He's the little old bulldog from Pasadena. (laughs) All right, enough of that. Researchers at Sydney University have discovered that it's a hormone burst that can make locusts swarm. This is apparently akin to Ladies' Night at the Hugamug. The critical time for locust control is right when they have hatched and have yet to grow their wings. At that stage, they are shot solitary grasshoppers, sort of like an 11-year-old girl just before her first Justin Bieber concert. (laughs) But then, if one nymph touches another, it sets off a chain reaction as they all get a huge burst of the hormone serotonin. Locust researcher Professor Stephen Simpson says that is when all hell breaks loose. Serotonin release is what sets the locusts off into a huge swarm, sort of the same effect as a half-off purse sale at Macy's. Ah. For Animal Radio News, I'm Lori Roberts. Get 
more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. Here's a tip for choosing a litter. Try a litter that resembles what cats naturally use. Soft, fine-grained litters most closely resemble the sand and dirt preferred by cats in the wild. Secondly, remember that cats have a keen sense of smell, so choose a litter that doesn't include perfumes. Get more tips at www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash radio. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, urging you to spay or neuter your pet. Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. This is Animal Radio. Hi, Donna. Hi, how are you? Very good. Where are you today? Well, I'm a truck driver. I'm not on the road, but I'm not driving. My husband is. Okay, okay. How can we help you today? Okay. Uh, my husband got me a dot from the animal shelter, and uh, he's a little over a year old. And, uh, of course, we've got a uh, fenced-in yard and a dog door, and they got food and everything. I've got three dogs. Uh, two of them are dots. The ones I got, one I got from the animal shelter Every time we come in, he chews up his bed. He he, what, he does what? He chews up his bed. Chews up his bed, okay. Yeah, and uh, okay. well, I bought two of them. Donna, bees. Donna, 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 Donna. This is Vladi. How are you? Hi. How are you? Good, Donna. You have a very sweet British accent. Are you from Hello. Europe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Mississippi. <laughs> oh really? If Mississippi, they have probably a lot of people uh, originally came from from British because you you have a just British <laughs> accent. <laughs> Even though Brit- British people is not my favorite, you know, because they are too close to the Americans, but I still love them. They're good people. Listen, Donna, if I allow you to talk right now about something not really important, we can we can go on and on. Let's we just. Get straight to the point. So you have one naughty, crazy dachshund, you know, like a, yeah. uh-huh. one of the worst uh, lit, uh, out of the little one, like to bark and like to bite. It's maybe not your case, but they're biters. What, he chewed his bed? Yes, he, he tears the stuffing out of it. He sits Where, in your truck or in your home? No, in the home, in his bed. Okay, I got it, I got it. His bed in your home. Okay, uh, so when you leave your house and you come back and, you, and you know, he chewed his bed, he probably, he probably chewed many things beside the bed in the past, yes? Uh, no, we got him from the pound and um, from the animal shelter. And um, I don't know how long we've been doing this. No, how long you were having him? How long have we had him? A year, uh-huh, a year. Okay, so, so how many times you are having accidents as, as far as chewing, uh, you know, inappropriate items? His, his dog bed that he sleeps in, that's what he chews. He chews that bed. Okay, Donna, I'm trying to get the information from you like KGB trying to. Uh, okay, so, so so he likes to chew his bed. That's all what he chew in his life, yes? Yes. Yeah. 
Okay, he doesn't chew mommy, mommy's shoes, he doesn't uh, steal and shred uh, curtains like Labradors like to do, no. you, you know, no, no furniture legs, just this, no. uh, heck of those, those dog beds, am I right? No, Rod, that's right. If you leave your shoes in the house, your flip-flops, he don't chew them. He takes them outside and drops them outside like okay. they're not okay. What is your dog's name? Okay, okay, Dana, stop talking. This is not a public school of education. This is European school. Teacher, talk students quiet, please. Oh, boy. So, <laughs> so here is the remedy for your success will be now. I would like you for two weeks, because dogs, is cre they, they are a creature of habits. You will never break him out of chewing whatever he's doing or taking outside if... If, if you will continue allow that happening. You see, I wish I could tell you, uh, crazy Dachshund, whatever his name is, uh, Daxi, please don't do that. Mommy will not appreciate it. But I cannot do it. And you cannot do it. All that we can, we can recreate the new habits. How can we do this? By not allow old habits. Continue practicing. How to do this? For two weeks... Strict rules. Every time you go anywhere, anywhere, even take the shower, this dog must be crated. You hear me well? Crated. If you are, uh, when he is around you, okay, you need to do two things. Number one, you need to do a little bit obedience training. Color unleash and make him a little bit walk with you properly, do sit, stay, calm down, because obedience training makes your dog be tired. Tired dog is the good dog. If the dog is trained properly, he also behaves properly. After that, I would supply him with a lot of new toys, especially I would pay attention to the chew toys and interactive toys. Chew toys can be... Um, nylon, uh, like um, by company Nylon, very interesting uh, toys with chicken flavor. Uh, bull, bull sticks, our favorite from Animal Radio. Bull sticks, very safe, very good for the dog. Kong toys, wonderful. Many companies like Planet Dog, uh, you know, Canine Genius, Premier Pet making a wonderful toys which you can feel with the treats, the dog rotate them or chew on them, treats falling out, it's called interactive toys. I would create two, three new sets of the toys and I would keep rotating them to keep him busy and occupied. So he would chew his own stuff, not uh, something, something else. And after two weeks, of course, in your presence, you're not going to chew the dog bed. That's the only time he's going to do it if he is not around. After two weeks of that regimen, I would start leaving him alone. But I would never leave him alone unless I would exercise him through obedience training, like I described. Let's go, sit, stay, calm down, make him be a little bit more tired, and after supply him with the toys, and after I would do one more thing. I would spray on the dog bed... Any chew deterrent from your pet store, I like two. One by name Bitter Apple, and second by name Yuck. The secret is to spray uh, entire bed, but one piece of the bed, spray much more. 
very tiny, small piece of your bed, of the dog's bed. And this piece, this piece of the bed, uh, approach to his nose and touch it. So he would initially have that scent or sense of the very bad taste. From that time, when he gonna smell entire bed, he will associate that bad taste with uh, experience which he had before. That's what I would do. My three things together, exercise him before you leave him home, supply him with additional toys, spray his dog bed, and start to leave your home uh, for the short period of time and, uh, you know, and come back. And when you come back, you know, just ignore him. And after leave the house again and come back and then go ignore him. If he doesn't ignore you, you can use one of the, uh, you know, corrective devices like pet, correct, pet corrector to get him away from you. So because I see you also have separation anxiety a little bit on the way. So that's everything's together. Dana will really work. Not, don't take anything out of content. You have a separation anxiety and you have uh, habits, two things together. You need to break the habits, number one, and you need to decrease separation anxiety, which means no grieving before you leave the house, no welcome home celebrations. You have to act exactly like what Taliban husband act when he comes home. He's not giving his wife kisses and hugs. He's telling her, go do, di- go do laundry, go do dishes. That's attitude. You have to be a good actress, in other words. one 405 Animal Radio is brought to you by... One Shot Plus Multipurpose Cleaner attacks everyday stains. Pet stains, crayon marks, mildew, one shot, and it's gone. Call 1-866-734-1120 or go to oneshotplus.com to get yours now. As you all know, many, many emails. I would like to address two most common for the last few weeks, okay. which I received. People asking me, Vladi, what the heck dog training color you are always recommending? And my answer would be Herm Springer. It's a German. Herm Springer dog training colors. Very humane, very gentle. Create a gentle grip through the neck. Imitate a doggy mama bite. Will not hurt, will not harm your pets. And this is the would be starting point of dealing with unruly pets. I highly suggest you get for your little terrorist pinch color. A very bad attitude. We can keep complaining, or we can take the actions. This is the only color I solely approve. They are very humane. What is the name of it? Strong color with quick release by company Herm Springer. And that's spelled H-E-R-M-S-P-R-E-N-G-E-R. And, of course, we have yeah. links at the Animal Radio website. Got it. Sometimes people are crazy. Dogs are okay. That's for sure. <laughs> Fido-Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido-Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. 
When I went looking for a quality allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Hey, listen, I have on the phone with us Lynn Hayes. She's a, a mother of three sons, and she relishes sharing strategies for helping families balance their busy lives. I'm listening. And uh, she's uh, also the co-owner and editor of FamilyTravel.com, and I'm hoping she'll give us some tips today on traveling with our pets. Hi, Lynn. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Very excited about getting out of the studio this afternoon. It's a beautiful day and taking the animals somewhere. And I'm the kind of guy that I'll, I'll travel with the cats. I like traveling with the cats. <laughs> well, I actually have three cats myself, and so uh, I'm with you. I think, you know, these days families are so busy. You know, people have uh, trouble finding time for the kids, for their husbands, for their extended family, and that's true for pets also. So, so often when it's time to plan a vacation or even a weekend away, it's tough for us to leave our furry friends behind. Are you noticing more and more places are accepting them? A lot of hotels and hotel chains are recognizing that, um, you know, really everyone wants to bring their pets along. So chains like Kimpton, uh, you know, is one good example. I mean, they are making it easier and easier for us to take um, dogs and cats. And, you know, what I like to tell people is it's just really important to plan ahead because, you know, you know, certainly we can make that decision at the last minute, but if we plan ahead to take our pets, it'll make it so much easier for everybody because oftentimes, you know, it's, it's tough to maybe get into a hotel that allows your cats or dogs to come. So making those reservations ahead of time makes a lot of sense. When you're traveling with your cats, do you take a litter? You know, um, I do, and I think this is part of the whole going green program. I mean, I think it's it makes me feel a lot better to use biodegradable waste disposal bags, and then we have our favorite um, cat litter, world's best cat litter. Of course. <laughs> it is uh, all natural, and it's, you know, people-friendly, it's planet-friendly, and, of course, it's pet-friendly, and, um, you know, it's something that can even be flushable, so it makes it a lot easier um, when you're on the road with your kitty cat. Not only a great litter, but you guys are doing some great stuff with charity this last few months. I've noticed a new program called Pounds for Pounds. Exactly. It is a really, really cool program that the world's best cat litter folks have underway. They um, have been allowing people to vote online, and you can go online and vote for your favorite um, cat charity. More than 5,000 pounds of world's best cat litter were given away to different charities. And the exciting thing is that the program is going to launch in the Los Angeles area. So people throughout the country can vote, but um, but in L.A. at the moment, uh, Kitten Rescue, Cat House on the Kings, Ooh. Alley Cat Allies, and I think the Baldwin Park Shelter will all be beneficiaries. Oh, great. Um, wow, how exciting. Those are great yeah. organizations. Great organizations there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, as you probably know, um, with the economy being... Um, difficult that's added challenges for pet owners and certainly now the shelters are feeling 
feeling that as well. So it's a great program, and so I encourage all of your listeners to uh, participate in that. Okay, head on over to the Facebook page. We'll put a link at uh, the AnimalRadio.com website. Everything you hear on today's show, if you're driving along right now, you, you didn't hear a link earlier, it's all over at the website at AnimalRadio.com. Lynn Hayes, Lynn, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. More Animal Radio on the way. Oh, check out her website, by the way. It's FamilyTravel.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, I'm Ed Asher, and you're on Animal Radio. Spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. Your dog's your best friend and always ready to show you love. Give that love back with Pure Love Dog Treats from Sargent's. They're low in fat, contain omega fatty acids, and no animal byproducts. Sargent's Pure Love Treats, the perfect way to bring happiness and health to your dog all in the same bite. Bacon, peanut butter, and honey flavors make these treats irresistible. There's a Sargent's Pure Love Treat for every size dog. Live with purpose. Love with passion. Treat with pure love. Visit SentryPetCare.com for more. Hi, I'm Buddy the Dog, and I'm here to tell you about Smart Tag Pet ID. I was wearing the Smart Tag when I got lost and ended up at a dog shelter. I'm microchipped, but my information wasn't up to date. My parents reported me lost to the Smart Tag recovery specialists, and I was home in no time. Smart Tag is offering one year of free pet protection. Purchase Smart Tag at Petco or PetSmart. Enter code RADIO at setup for your free one year of pet protection. Learn more at www.smarttags.com. Ruff! This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by PetAlive.com, the leading brand of proven, safe, natural remedies for pets. Shop with confidence as all products are formulated by experts and backed by a one-year money-back guarantee. Visit PetAlive.com today to view our complete line of herbal and homeopathic remedies. Animal communicator Joy Turner is at your beck and call at 1-866-405-8405, and I believe we have Sam on the phone. Hey, Sam. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Good. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, you sound excited. You might want to cut that Prozac in half. Where are you calling in from today? I'm calling from Orange, California. Well, you're on with Joy. Hi, Sam. Hi, Joy. How are you today? Marvelous. What can I help you with? Um, my uh, male, Aussie, um, since um, his, uh, his angel, or since his mom, mom dog passed away, uh, a couple years ago, had developed a, an aggressive problem. For eight months, he was really angry and lashed out, so I worked with him a lot. But now, what he does is um, he'll come up, and if we're at a restaurant, Lazy Dog or whatever, because I bring him all the time, he'll come up like he wants to smell somebody, smell their hand. They don't reach up to pet him or anything. And all of a sudden, just without any warning, because I'm very careful about that, he'll just go to bite him. And tell me and his I, name, Sam. His name is Brute. Okay. He says, is that the end of your question, or do you have something more before he talks? Um, well, yeah, he actually um, was quarantined to the house because he went after a lady pushing a baby with her son, I mean with her husband, in our front yard. <clears throat> he says, okay, so are you done now? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he was supposed to be trained to be a physical therapy, I mean a therapy dog with me, and he goes with me on training other animals. He loves the four-legged animals. He is not partial to two-legged animals. So I, I need to work this out. 
What can I do for him? He says, well, okay, he's going to assume that's done since that sounded like a question to him. And so he says, first of all, he hates people because he thinks people killed his mom. Oh, gosh. So I don't know exactly what happened to his mom, but... Cancer. And she got put down. Yeah, and she said goodbye to them. And yeah, but that's not the point to him. Yeah. He's What he's showing me is basically he was in denial about his mom being sick, and he blames the human because he needs to be angry at something. And if you know the stages of grief, anger is one of the initial stages of grief. So um, he's still in that anger, and unfortunately he's misplaced it. He says, no, a person killed her, and so he's mad at people. Oh. So um, we can... It's going to take a lot more talking to him than we can do here on the radio, but you can do this, too, if you want to try it. Talk to him about it was her illness and how you were trying to help her um, stay out of feeling really, really bad because um, she shows me she would have been really, really in a lot of pain and discomfort. Yeah, if she lived anymore, yes. Yes. So we, And I'm going to ask her to talk to him as well. Because she's distressed at his behavior, and she has been trying to talk to him, but he, she says he keeps telling, him, telling her, no, 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 it's that person's fault. People are bad. So yeah. she's going to talk to him. I think if you were to talk to him, I am telling him these things as I'm telling you, okay. that she was really, really sick, and if someone had not helped her leave her body, she would have been in a lot of pain and a lot of agony. So actually... That person was like her angel to help her stay away from all of that pain. Okay. And he stopped a minute for that, and his anger sort of drained out of him for a minute. Okay. That's what you're dealing with. Okay. Because I know she helps him from there. She helps me. She helps him. I mean, she's with us all the time. She's with him all the time. Yes. And he, at this point, has absolutely not the slightest interest in doing anything related to people. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> now, that may change as he refocuses his anger. Uh-huh. But for right now, the thought of him being a therapy dog is like, he says swear words, which I won't say, but... <laughs> they say <laughs> swear words. They really say swear words, huh? Very, very rarely. I, it is, I could probably count the number of animals on my hands, my fingers, yeah. how many times over my entire life they've sworn, but... When they're really, really upset, they will swear. Okay. Well, Sam, I hope that helps you out today. Uh, and let us know, please. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. That could be Joy Turner or dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joy Turner. Did I say that? I'm hearing that in my headphones over and over somehow. I must have said it. Susan Sims and uh, Plotty, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, we're all here at your beck and call. You know... Yes. One day, one day I want to speak to Joy. I mean, everyone gets to ask questions. I have questions. Do you have questions for Joy? We can do that. I have a question. Yes, I do. Well, you, you hold on there, and we'll get you an appointment with Joy. How's that sound? Because we got to go. That's why. That's okay. If you didn't get through today, call us all during the week at one 405 8405 or catch our email, yourvoice at animalradio.com, or get our Twitter, twitter.com slash animalradio. We also got that uh, their Facebook thingy going. <laughs> all the links, all the discounts, everything you heard on today's show over at the website. It is a grand website, so I encourage you to go check it out. Animalradio.com. And then be sure to come back visit us again next week. So like Jed Clampett there, huh?
We'll be coming to you live from the Lowe's Lake Las Vegas and Super Zoo with some of our favorite picks for new pet products for 2010 and 11. This is the first time we all get out of the studio, so it should be fun. Hope you'll be joining us next week. This is Animal Radio Network.